Women are generally more encouraged to vocalize and sound their orgasm and pleasure. In media, moaning is associated with orgasming. I'm not sure if it's inspired by Sally 34 years ago, as in When Harry Met Sally movie, where Meg Ryan playing Sally famously fakes an orgasm in a cafe, proving to Billy Crystal that he cannot tell whether it's a fake or a real one. And the woman in the next table says, I'll have what she's having. And why not? Sally looks totally liberated, triumphant. I'll buy it because she proved Billy's character Harry wrong. But there is something in that scene that shows such freedom. If it were a true orgasm, wouldn't it be amazing to have that kind of lack of inhibition and liberation? regardless of your gender or your sexual identity. This is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest and totally explicit Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others podcast. Thank you for coming back or joining us and a warm welcome to the listeners in Colombia. Please subscribe if you're new so you won't miss an episode and feel free to leave a review and share with someone who might benefit from this show. But going back to Sally, when she faked that orgasm in the cafe, women around the world nodded and laughed knowingly. In fact, when they showed it in the cinemas, all women laughed and all men were silent until they started laughing too. It was contagious laughing. According to studies, a whopping 80% of women have faked an orgasm in their lives. Over 20 to 25% say they fake most of the time. Usually faking happens in P2P scenarios, i.e. penis in pussy intercourse, that is. It helped individual women to realize, having seen this film, I mean, that uh, she wasn't alone in feeling the need of faking and that on its own, it was extremely empowering to female folk. But also people started talking about their pleasure and their orgasm with each other, which is amazing, so healthy. And just like in the film, sounding is very much associated with an orgasm in our cultures and in media. However, the UK study on copulatory vocalization, yep, it's a thing, meaning sounding during sex. So copulatory vocalization showed that women did intend to vocalize during the orgasm itself, but actually 66% said that they were uh, moaning to speed up their partner's climax. And 87% stated that they vocalized during sex to boost his self-esteem. Not a very flattering snapshot of the state of sexual affairs. Coupled with the stats how much uh, people are having sex less than before, especially the millennials, where the gadgets seem to be more interesting than, than their partners sexually. I'm not here to depress you, but to actually inspire you. But the thing is that if we don't look at the um, and acknowledge what is really happening in those bedrooms, bathroom floors and kitchen tables or not happening at all, things will not change for better and definitely not for sacred either. 
That's why we need the next sexual revolution, or the selfishly happy sexual revolution, as I call it. We need to understand where this all is coming from and why, and then to take responsibility for our own pleasure and for creating those sexily safe conditions for amazingly mind-blowing sex and multi-orgasmic states together. I spoke about the importance of creating a right context for sexual arousal in episode 5, and then in episode 6 I discussed with Amanda and Angelique how childhood affects your sex life. I'd recommend going back to those if you haven't yet listened to them. But to truly become liberated within your sexuality and in your sex life and taking it to the next level of ecstasy and bliss is a path worth exploring. Wouldn't you agree? Are you with me? Are you with me? (laughs) Do I hear? Yes! So how to get liberated? Well, liberation starts with your voice. Vocalizing what you want, setting your boundaries, communicating your anxieties and fears, but also your loves and desires, and sounding how you feel from moment to moment during pleasure will all increase your overall pleasure and safety in that pleasure. Sounding helps your pleasurable energy to move around your body and makes you feel more empowered and actually powerful as well. It can even help you to make mediocre sexual experience more blissful, providing, obviously, it's not faking. (laughs) But what does your, I'm really curious, what, what does your sexy soundtrack sound like? Or is it muted? Is it repressed and faked? It's fine if it is. I've been there, done that. It's okay. At least become aware of it. Or is your sexy soundtrack wild and authentic, perhaps changing from moment to moment, coming from different parts of your body and leading to so much better and even sacred sex? Are you ready to let go, to really surrender to the moment? Next time you make love or pleasure yourself, Sound on every exhale from the body part that you feel most pleasure in. You'll be, I bet you'll be quite surprised how varied and liberating it can be. Just play with it. What sound might come from your vagina or your cock? What about your cervix or testicles or your womb? What about your heart and your chest and breasts or your lower belly? Sounding from that space of felt sense is an advanced tantric practice. Sounding is a a true liberation amplifier. It helps to expand the sense of freedom. Especially in, in men, sounding is so important and so suppressed. I understand that as a penis sound person, you might have been conditioned not to sound, not to even express your emotions and feelings. First of all, you know, boys don't cry and all that shit. And especially not during sex, you're not to express. Just think about porn, where the man's role is just to provide a torso and an erect cock. No sound, often not head either, 
unless there is obviously tongue involved in the in the vagina or, or clitoris. And even then, it's just tongue and the target. Never a sound, not a peep. It's such a very weird context, I must say. It's like sexual bliss is diminished into single body parts. Where has the erotism and spice gone? I know from coaching men that the very thing men crave is liberation. Being free. Freedom of conditionings. Freedom from suppression. Freedom to express their emotions and feelings. Even those primitive impulses. Safely. How to do that? So through that liberation, a man can access his love. I cannot emphasize that enough. Women tend to come to liberation through love and safety. When they feel loved, they feel free and can create everything, including life on earth. But men come to love through liberation. And that's such a beautiful transformation to see. Tantra. I often pronounce, by the way, uh, Tantra in, a, in an English way, but as a Finn, I sometimes, especially when I get uh, uh, excited or, or enthusiastic, I might pronounce it in a Finnish way, phonetically, Tantra, which also resembles, I've been told, Sanskrit. So just to, to put that down there, if you think that I'm not being consistent, there is a reason for it. So, uh, you know, if I get enthusiastic, I don't know what language I'm speaking, to be honest. <laughs> but anyway, Tantra is not just sexual pleasure and the freedom in it. It's really finding the real you, your true essence, your authenticity and the voice that is truly yours. If you remember Francesca, she's spoken about this a lot. And every person, including you, have a unique soundtrack that expresses your humanity, your emotions, your thoughts, and your physical sensations, but also the very truth and essence of your spirit. Who are you? Who are you truly? Your unique sound, your voice, is a vibration that carries a lot of meaning in this world. How do you use it? How do you use it in pleasure? How do you use it in your daily life, in the world? As classical non-dualistic tantra teaches that all is one and everything has consciousness, whatever you perceive through your human senses and whatever you express from your humanity will inform the overall collective consciousness. Or, in other words, the way you perceive the world and express yourself will become an expression of divinity. The way you show up carries a lot of weight then. It's important to take responsibility for the kind of energy and attitude you bring into any table and indeed to any bed. Having said that, Becoming intimate with your own sound and your voice can be very, very vulnerable. It's not easy to say what you want and what you don't want. When those women in those studies said they vocalized, moaned during sex, it was to please their men, either to boost their self-confidence and not to hurt their ego, or to speed the man's ejaculation so that the sex can be over and done with. Are you curious why why they did that? I certainly am. 
and I had to look into this. Based on the study, it could be about made retention. Yeah, made retention. So basically keeping the man that they have secured. Okay, bear with me, please. I can hear protestations. This can firstly be understood on the evolutionary point of view. Once the cave times were over and humans started cultivating land, putting borders around their their land and possessions, women became possessions too. From the tribal living to a trophy wife. It was important then to make yourself as a woman as appealing as possible to an ideal man. Looking at social media, one does wonder if that's still happening. And sure enough it is. Women carry that in their DNA. It's called epigenetics, actually. To be safe as a woman in the world, you need to secure a man. That's been true for centuries and millennia. Whether your rational mind, especially for us Nordic emancipated women, agrees or not, it's irrelevant because your underlying genetic makeup overrides it and it's imperative to lose a man same way as to lose a tribe during those cave times could mean destitution and even death. That's not very long time ago and some places it still happens. The second reason for faking pleasurable vocalization and especially an orgasm, could be because orgasming seems to be very important to people with penises, and they tend to measure their performance by their partner's orgasms. If they didn't come, they make it to mean something else, such as failing to satisfy them as a man. As we saw when we looked at female arousal in episode 5, women and men are wired very differently when it comes to sexual arousal and sex. But the society doesn't educate us, nor portray it in a respectful and celebratory way. Pleasure in popular culture and adult entertainment is definitely not that of a woman. So if orgasm is the measurement of success and satisfaction in sex now and in the past, most women have clearly chosen a very mm, pragmatic way to keep their partners happy and not to hurt their ego to fake. So now that we understand this very complex issue a bit more, and I'm very happy to hear your thoughts and studies and experience and comments about this. Um, After all, this is a co-creation. I'd love you to join Selfishly Happy Revolution. But anyway, so what do we do? I can share, I can start by sharing my tantric sex tips and, and do let us know yours. It will definitely have to start with liberation. Liberation of cultural and evolutionary conditioning. In whatever body you live in, your pleasure is yours. It's your birthright. Learn about it, and you guessed it, start talking about it. For most people in this planet, talking about sex, whilst it is getting easier, it's still very difficult when it relates to one's own sexual needs and pleasure. I teach sexual communication in my Sacred Sexy Tantra course for lovers more in depth, but for now, start by sharing about you, not about your partner, what they should or or could do differently, and be respectful and loving. After liberation and communication, my third tantric sex tip is about sounding. 
Take your awareness where you feel pleasure and sound as if that body had a that body part had a mouth. Let the sound come from there. Just visualize all that. And allowing and encouraging your partner to sound during pleasure is one of the most beautiful gifts you can give to them. Hearing their and your unique sexy soundtrack will be a great aphrodisiac when it comes to pleasure, both for you and for your partner. And why is that? First, when you sound, it gives a signal to your brain and to your partner's brain, hey, there's something really delicious going on here. This is pleasurable. So the sounding is amplifying not just your liberation, but your sensations as well. Sounding creates, in a way, a positive internal feedback loop in you and whoever you're playing sexually with. I do get it. It may feel quite quite awkward and artificial at first, and you will most probably need to break free from the shackles of cultural conditioning that someone can hear you and it will be embarrassing and that there is something wrong with sexy sounding. But please keep playing with your sound. Start with little sighs or purrs or little groans and take it from there. You will sound amazing, I assure you. Beautiful and so powerful and liberated. Whoever might overhear will be jealous for sure or get inspired to do the same. And my next thing would be to really say to you that play with different sounds. Try moaning and groaning and whimpering and sighing. And make sure, actually, that your throat is loose and relaxed and see what effect it has on your pelvic floor, because they are connected, if you remember me saying it before. So keep your mouth open, just relaxed. Use your sound to express excitement or or surprise, or surrender, or agreement, and love. You can also make up sounds. Use different vowels. My typical sound is oi, 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 and, and do it in different lengths and, uh, and different pitches as well. So how does it sound if it's a longer sound? You can make animal noises as well. And if you have music on, sound along the music. The main thing is that you find out what kind of sexy soundtrack you have and what works for you. Secondly, sounding quietens those more critical and perhaps judging voices that we all have inside of us. They can get worried and anxious about, for instance, your looks. Your thinking mind doesn't have space to worry about your bum or whether your partner is getting bored or etc, etc. When you are sounding your ahs and oohs, your critical mind will just quieten down. They don't work together because they're different parts of your brain. So you don't need to be anxious about your performance, for instance, either. And again, this is very important for men too especially if you have concerns about the length you can last without ejaculating, to start sounding and your anxiousness will disappear. Thirdly, 
Sounding and also mean spoken words during lovemaking or self-pleasuring. You can you can say words to yourself. But do use them with caution. If you're doing partnered play, so-called talking dirty generally increases heat and it can be very, very hot, but it can be too much for many people and the whole thing might be over far too soon. Instead of speaking words of safety, appreciation and love can be very, very relaxing for women, especially when their arousal breaks get lighter and their accelerators get stronger. That was a reference to the episode five, I think, when I talked about female arousal. Fourthly, sounding together can connect you and your partner energetically. And it can be very intimate, but also it connects you at the very cellular level, where two beings resonate at the same frequency, in the same rhythm. This is the moment where everything else disappears, and there is no time nor place anymore. Just two souls and spirits and bodies intertwined. And finally, sounding helps you to move your energy your sexual energy around you, to particular places in your body or to your partner's body. It can bring the energy in and it can spread it out. Same can be done with breath, which I discussed in the previous episode 9. Moving your sexual energy away from your genitalia is an amazing sexual mastery skill and can help you to go on and on as long as you want, to truly have sex as a healthy hobby. (laughs) Anyway, being a tantric practitioner is liberating also in one very important point of view. Tantra never focuses on orgasm. Shall I repeat that? Tantra never focuses on orgasm. Popular media and porn, orgasm is always the goal and yet We know now that it's mostly one-sided. Tantra makes sex to mean so, so much more than just one goal of an orgasm. We can immediately release this most painful point of sex that I have been discussing today, i.e. the orgasm gap. And what many studies have already confirmed, but no one has really come up with a solution. Or they might have. And I'm not saying selfishly happy sexual revolution is the only way, but I certainly am saying that it's one of the most empowering, inspiring, delicious and fun way to reclaim your sexual pleasure and your orgasmic states and start practicing with your partner or partners. Tantra is all about enjoyment. It's about connection and intimacy. It's about sensitivity and also love and consciousness, and spirituality and sacredness. I will be coming back to orgasms, though, and the multiple ways of experiencing peak pleasure in future episodes. I think it's an important topic to discuss in length. But first, I'd like to finish sharing these holistic tantric sex tools with you that I cover in my Pleasure is Your Birthright 7 Holistic Sex Tools e-booklet. You can find the download link in the show notes or on my website, selfishlyhappyyou.com. 
In previous episodes, I already covered four of these tools. Presence, which is your doorway to heaven. Intention, which is your manifestation magnet. And focus, your true turn on dial. And breath as your bridge to bliss. All of them activate your sexual energy that is also your creative and spiritual energy, as I've explained in the first episode. After today's tool, the sound as your liberation amplifier, there are two very important tools still, and I invite you to subscribe to get notifications when they are live. Movement is the next one that I call the arousal trampoline, an energy which is your true pleasure pump, as I briefly already alluded to. I will be covering those in future episodes. I'd love to hear what your thoughts and feelings are about these tools I'm sharing with you, and perhaps you might have already tried them. You can email me on anneblunt at selfishlyhappyyou.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at selfishlyhappywithanneblunt. And if you like them, why not give this show five stars and a review so that the mighty algorithms will share this podcast to a wider audience. And if you really want to have a deeper dive, I do accept coaching clients. So let me know. I'm very, very happy to help you beyond this podcast. This is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, explicit tantric sex for lovers and others podcast. Thank you for listening.